Hey there, my name is Garrett, and this is Talking Points, my podcast that is generally about whatever I want to talk about. A lot of times it's politics, sometimes it's health and fitness, and today it is real estate and the housing market specifically. So I've had some people ask me, um, I've been a realtor in Salina for quite a long time, so I've had some people ask me, hey, do you think that there's going to be a housing crash? Is there going to be a housing bubble? It's kind of a big term that pops up. Um, in order for me to answer that question, first I need to talk about what happened in the previous housing crisis, and even before that I'm going to actually start with a little bit of a, a tiny story. So when I started in real estate, and for a few years after that, I used to get clients and we would sit down and we would go over the home buying process and see exactly what it was that they wanted to buy. And what I would do then is I would say, okay, so this weekend we're going to go look at these seven houses and when we finish up the showing, we'll kind of see what you think um, and we'll go from there. So we would go out, we would look at seven houses, um, you know, maybe they didn't actually see one that they really super loved and I would set up the next weekend for another three or four maybe um, just to kind of get through a lot of our options. So now go ahead and flash forward to about four or five years ago. Um, I remember seeing house prices start to jump, jump almost within a month. There was actually this really interesting story where this one house went under contract and it went under contract. I think it was like 120,000 or 110 and the house actually fell apart because of inspections. The whole contract went kapoop and it came back on the market and went under contract again, $10,000 higher than it had just a few weeks before that. And that was sort of where I saw this turn start to happen, where every single year, for about four or five years, we have sold more homes than we have listed here in Salina. And I think in general, there's just um, less inventory around the country. But the point is, and the reason I'm telling you these two stories is now, when I have clients, we sit down, we go over the home buying process, and I say, okay, when something pops up, we will go look at that that night. Um, and most of the time I'm setting up home showings of one or two houses because that is all that's available. Usually it's just one. Um, and it's one sporadically as it lists. In fact, I'm working with one couple right now who's looking and we have been looking for a few weeks and only managed to get into a couple houses that really fit their criteria. Um, so what's the point of all of this? Well, that's going to come into play here a little bit later, but essentially what you need to know is our supply is very low on homes. Um, and a lot of people have theories, you know, cost of building materials, this, that, or the other. Um, my personal theory, which I'm just going to get into real quick, and then we're going to jump into this is, you know, you hear this saying a lot, um, buy land because they're not making more. Well, that's really interesting because in Salina, which I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably from around my area, but maybe in other areas too, you'll notice that they don't build homes under, 250-ish thousand. Um, very, very, very hard to get into a new build at that price. So what does that mean? I, they're literally not building homes in the price ranges between, you know, 50 and 250,000. There's not any more of them. There are flips or remodels, but they're not actually increasing that number. Um, so what does that mean for us? Well, as the population grows, as companies open up, as um, things are happening and, and we're seeing this consolidation more toward the city. We have this higher demand and literally no more houses in that price range. And they just continue to go up in price consistently by 
three, five percent a year ish, um, maybe more. And it's just causing this big crunch. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to circle back to that. I promise it is. It was important. I wasn't just saying that just to talk. Um, so what what caused the housing crisis um, back in 2008? Well, like I said, everybody now is saying, oh, you know, these prices are going up, 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 up. And I feel like we've got this feeling or a lot of people get this feeling like it was caused. Well, the prices went up, up, up and that large increase in price then caused a bubble to pop and then houses prices went down. So let's actually jump into it. So the very, very first thing that we need to talk about is subprime lending. Um, if you do any basic Google search, you will see um, sort of what subprime lending is. And that's the idea that they're trying to give loans to people who were actually riskier um, in order to be able to charge higher amounts of interest to essentially make more money. And then, you know, they want to package those and sell them off to banks and hedge funds or, or whatever so that they can essentially earn more on their money. Um, so we had a lot of people getting into homes with zero money down, which you don't see as much anymore unless it's a special home buying program. So people were more likely to walk away from a home. Um, they also had apparently, and again, I was actually not an agent in 2008. So this is sort of me just reading on it and then comparing to today's market. Um, they were doing a lot of arms, adjustable rate mortgages. And what that means is you get into this loan, um, and it could even have been an interest only loan or a zero down loan at a specific interest rate. And your payment would be say a thousand dollars. And then what happens is the fed began to up these interest rates slowly over time. And as the interest rate went up, some of these adjustable rate mortgages would adjust upwards as well. So, you know, we're used to maybe a slight increase in taxes or a slight increase in insurance, but, um, I have read multiple instances where they would adjust that interest rate then because again, an adjustable rate significantly to make it so that people were no longer able to make these payments. So yes, the adjustable rate mortgage is not awesome. And in fact, I haven't helped. I didn't even know that they really did that for individual consumer buyers. Um, I know that they do that for investors, but I haven't personally in the entire time that I've been in real estate had a standard home buyer get an adjustable rate mortgage like your everyday person looking to buy a home to live in. That's just not something that we do anymore. Um, in addition to that, like especially with COVID, we've seen this large increase in the credit score required to buy a home. So some of these issues have been addressed. But what you have to understand is people were getting into homes where they were already fairly tight, then the payment would actually increase significantly because their interest rate increased significantly. So let's just say that our house prices have gone up, 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 up. And now let's just say again that we all of a sudden run into the same issue. Like we have all these subprime loans in theory, and a lot of people can't make their payments anymore either because of COVID or because of something else. Um, What's going to have to happen is essentially, in order to mimic this crisis, these people who were in these homes, as it began to kind of crest, could no longer sell because it was a super, super heavy buyer's market at this point, as things sort of started to make this shift. Um, they wanted to sell their homes to get out so that they didn't have to make that payment, but values had started to drop, and there just were not buyers to buy these properties. So if we were to put ourselves in this same situation right now, let's just say that we have this huge influx of people who can no longer make their payments. What are they going to do? Well, if you circle back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, they would just sell their house for a lot of extra money. Um, if you bought your house, again, in Salina generally is what I'm speaking about, but I think that it's the same 
you know, kind of around the nation. If you bought a house any time in the last five years, you've probably got a huge amount of equity. Even if it began to slide, if values began to slide significantly, um, you would still have quite a bit of equity in your home to be able to sell. It wouldn't be a situation where you would be stuck. Um, even if the house prices dropped to that point, I think people would still be able to get out of it. As they're not dropping right now, if people want to get out of their homes, it's very easy. They just call their agent, hey, I want to sell my house, and it's going to be literally sold extremely quickly. So they're not going to be stuck. They're not going to be defaulting. They're not going to be walking away. You're not going to see this huge package of defaults, which then leads to these um, mutual funds failing or these bonds failing. Um, You're just going to see people selling their homes. And to be honest with you, with how many years we've been going down in inventory and up in price, it's not going to take one year of, oh, wow, look, we have less buyers and more sellers, and that's just going to totally equal out. We would probably need triple, quadruple the homes that we have right now in inventory to meet demand in general and bring it back to, we might need five times the amount of the homes. I'd have to look specifically. Um, but when I'm looking in price ranges, the literally the last few price ranges I've looked at was, Hey, Tom Brady won more Super Bowls um, than there are houses for you guys to look at. So here we go. And usually it was actually only one or two, like I said. Um, But it would take so many more houses to flood the market. And I, I mean, in order to flip this back to a buyer's market, we would need tons of buyers to just no longer be searching for homes and just an unbelievable amount of houses to hit the market. Or, you know, again values could slide because of one thing or another but even if value slid i think most people at this point unless they literally bought within the last six months probably have a pretty good amount of equity at least in salinas so again i guess like i said the whole point of this was to sort of explain that it wasn't just because of prices it wasn't as simple as prices went up too much and it caused a bubble to pop it was more caused by subprime lending and people then not being actually to sell their homes Um, which we're not really seeing either of those things anymore. Like I said, actually, as soon as COVID hit, you know, minimum credit score went from six to 650. And then I think it was even maybe even 700 for some programs for a while. Um, It was difficult for people to qualify. Definitely 100% difficult from, you know, I've heard all sorts of funny stories from the past where they were just fudging, um, you know, applications and and a decent amount of lender or um, credit, credit fraud, lender fraud. I forget exactly what it was called. Anyway, That is basically the sum up on the whole thing. No, I don't think that we're going to see a crisis exactly the same as before. Yes, it's always possible that values could slide, but no, I don't see that happening until we actually have some sort of an actual supply on housing, which we really just don't have right now. Um, Especially, like I said, in Salina, our average sales price is somewhere 130, 140, and that maybe 150 now, general area. Um, and when you say that that's the average yet, they're not even building homes within like a hundred thousand dollars of that price point. You, then you start to say, okay, well, we've got a lot of people looking for houses and really just not that many available. So, um, and the good news, if you're listening to this podcast and you own a home and have for the last three, four years or two plus years, you're probably doing very good on your value. Um, now the problem is, you know, a lot of agents are saying, Hey, we need more houses to come to the market. We need to fix this. You know, unless you're coming to the market and buying in a completely different price range and you already know what you're getting or you're very patient, you know, if you're selling and buying, you're going to run into some of these same issues on the buy side um, of it being very difficult. And honestly, 
you, you just have to think very carefully um, before making any sort of drastic move just because you hear a lot of hype about how you can get more for your house. Um, it's just a little more complicated than that. So um, this is Garrett. Like I said, this is my talking, uh, my podcast, Talking Points. You know, the next one I think I'm going to do, uh, I think it's going to be on transgender athletes. So if you're interested in just hearing about random things, subscribe, stay tuned, and away we go.